And to be perfectly frank, there have been times when members or leaders in the church have simply made mistakes. There may have been things said or done that were not in harmony with our values, principles, or doctrine. Brothers and sisters, stay in the boat. Use your life jackets. Hold on with both hands. Avoid distractions. Give Brother Joseph a break. Some have asserted that more members are leaving the church today and that there is more doubt and unbelief than in the past. This is simply not true. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has never been stronger. How can homosexual members of the church... First, I want to change the question. There are no homosexual members of the church. Questions are honored, but opposition is not. I think we'd also have to be honest. There may be some of these questions that there is no answer to. Yes. Those are going to be the ones we avoid. Doubt your doubts. You're not going to believe what I have to tell you today. Welcome to the Cognitive Dissidents Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Real. Today we're going to talk about the backfire effect and why, through life, you're not going to believe what I have to tell you. The backfire effect is a name for the finding that given evidence against one's beliefs, people will reject the evidence and believe even more strongly. The phrase was first coined by Brendan Nyhan and Jason Riefler, and now we're going to go to a brief audio clip that explains to you why facts don't matter. Let's go to that now. How we debate serious issues has fundamentally changed. Facts ain't facts for everybody. Hey gang, Trace here with some insight into facts from DNews. In 1789, Thomas Jefferson said, whenever the people are well informed, they can be trusted with their own government. But what is well informed? Facts are facts, aren't they? Well, living in Washington, D.C., I can tell you that there are a lot of people out there who could not care less for your facts because they have got their own facts. A series of studies by Brendan Nyhan of the University of Michigan in Dartmouth found that when humans hold an opinion, it's hard to admit when we are wrong. Thus, when we're presented with facts countering an established opinion, informed or not, we end up strengthening our original opinions to protect ourselves from cognitive dissonance. Simply trying to debate two ideas or beliefs, values, or emotional reactions in your head at the same time can cause physical problems. Experiencing this dissonance can make you feel frustration or hunger, dread, guilt, anger, embarrassment, and even anxiety. We try to avoid it no matter what, even if it means actually avoiding real facts. The study explained how the backfire effect makes it difficult to break through the walls that we build around our opinions. When arguing, the source of the information matters, right? Not just trusting certain news sources more than others, but people more than others, too. If your crazy uncle presents you with some crazy information at a Thanksgiving dinner, you will probably disagree, right? Not because of the facts, but because of who presented them. We've been socialized to believe credible sources. You are not a credible source. The problem is you. Or is it me? Or is it us, really? Your friend knows you've got an opinion and they've seen you at your worst and therefore you're not what the researchers call an omniscient source. 
We look for influencers who are above reproach. And as the news media has now been politicized by Fox News and others, what does this mean for our future? In fact, the study goes so far as to find that if someone argues with enough vehemence, their opinions will become even stronger. The act of arguing reinforces the crazy opinions you hold, whatever they are. <sighs> so all of this research is showing that not only do we hate material sourced from someone we consider fallible, so everybody, except for some reason conspiracy websites with spinning email me buttons, but we also drink our own Kool-Aid during the act of arguing our point, even if there are no facts to back it up. And our political shouting matches over things like the government shutdown or Obamacare or the national debt or birth certificates or gun control or economics, there is only one set of facts. Look, we're not omniscient here on DNews. No journalist is, and I'm pretty sure most do not claim to be, but a good journalist will give you the facts and then let you decide your own opinions. That is what we're here for. So you can see exactly why you're not going to believe what I or anybody else has to tell you. Dartmouth researchers have studied the problem of the so-called backfire effect, which is defined as the effect in which corrections actually increase misperceptions among the group in question. People typically receive corrective information within objective news reports, pitting two sides of an argument against each other, which is significantly more ambiguous than receiving a correct answer from an omniscient source. In other words, people tend to trust a higher authority. So if someone believes that the leader of their church, for instance, is omniscient and knows the truth regardless of what the world thinks or what other so-called experts believe, people will tend to hold up that leader's perspective regardless of what other people are throwing out in terms of the argument, the information, or the data. They've already picked who their authority is going to be. Perhaps it's President Monson, prophet of the Mormon Church. Perhaps it's Fox News, or Glenn Beck, or Rush Limbaugh. Or perhaps it's Pope Francis, or the collective cardinal uh, statements that come out of the Vatican. It, it doesn't matter who it is. The point is that we as a people tend to pick who we're going to trust for our information. And some of that is taught and some of that is selective. But as time goes on, we are reluctant, no matter how strong the evidence is, to allow our authority to be wrong, that authority that we look to. In cases where someone has an omniscient source that they believe has the answers to the questions, citizens are likely to resist or reject arguments and evidence contradicting those opinions, a view that is consistent with a wide array of research. The process by which people counter-argue preference, incongruent information, and bolster their pre-existing views. If people counter-argue unwelcome information vigorously enough, they may end up with more attitudinally congruent information in mind than before the debate. In other words, two sides are arguing, you and me. I have a position I'm holding. The stronger you argue against my position, when the conversation is over, I actually hold my position even stronger, despite the fact that you threw out tons of sources and evidence. Can you see now why in a debate with somebody 
who differs with you on a religious belief, why they hold their ground so vehemently? Like, once we understand that our brains work a certain way, we can begin to realize that the very thing we think we're doing to help them make sense of the information is actually hurting our case. Throwing out evidence, telling the person, just listen to me, you're wrong on this, let me explain. That doesn't work. These people will in turn be led to report opinions that are now more extreme than they otherwise would have been. In Mormonism, you throw out a fact and they call it a lie and bear even more fervent testimony. You show them the original source right out of Brigham Young's uh, Journal of Discourses and they dismiss it, telling you that they know even stronger now that their current belief is true. You point to how reasonable an apologetic answer is coming from the apologist, and they will hold that answer up even higher in the air. So how do we have an effect over the backfire effect? One important mental shift that we have found really useful in remaining fair-minded and objective in our arguments is instead of thinking about the argument as a battle, that you're trying to win, reframe it in your mind, in your mind, so that you think of it as a partnership, a collaboration in which the two of us are going to get together, or that the group of us together are trying to figure out the right answer. When we take the position of a partnership, our language changes, our tone changes, our approach changes. This makes it much easier to evaluate which arguments are good and which arguments are bad because we are all then motivated, hopefully, by getting the right answer together rather than by having whatever argument you came into the discussion with has to be the right answer in the end. If corrective facts only make matters worse, what can we do to convince people of the error of their beliefs? From experience, there are these six things. One, keep emotions out of the exchange. Emotion or emotionally charged conversation or rhetoric will always reinforce the currently held position of either side. It is statistically and shown by research to be so. Number two, discuss. Don't attack. No ad hominem. Instead, have a conversation where you help walk somebody through the information. Number three, listen carefully and try to articulate the other position accurately. Number four, show respect. Number five, acknowledge that you don't understand why someone might hold that opinion. And number six, try to show how changing the facts does not necessarily mean changing worldviews. These strategies may not always work to change people's minds, but now that the nation has just been put through a political fact-check ringer, it may help to reduce the unnecessary divisiveness. And when you start getting people to relax a little and not feel like they need to pick their side and fight for it, you can begin to break through those walls and have a conversation centered around the real merit of the information. 
This has been the Cognitive Dissidence Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Real. Thank you for joining us. And to be perfectly frank, there have been times when members or leaders in the church have simply made mistakes. There may have been things said or done that were not in harmony with our values, principles, or doctrine. Brothers and sisters, stay in the boat. Use your life jackets. Hold on with both hands. Avoid distractions. Give Brother Joseph a break. Some have asserted that more members are leaving the church today and that there is more doubt and unbelief than in the past. This is simply not true. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has never been stronger. How can homosexual members of the church... First, I want to change the question. There are no homosexual members of the church. Questions are honored, but opposition is not. I think we'd also have to be honest. There may be some of these questions that there is no answer to. Yes. Those will be the ones we avoid. Doubt your doubts. 